Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. 135 at Edmonton. Cars cost less than Wetasco and Brent Ridge Ford and Wetasco and well-known for their top-shelf service department. And they don't forget about you after you purchase a vehicle. Uncle Milt, who, by the way, is a big fan of the Bakersfield Condors, when he goes down stateside, he finds a way to go see the Condors play. Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang, they let the team at Brent Ridge Ford make you a repeat customer. You can reach them, 780-352-6048, your Ford truck authority on the auto mile in Wetasco. Cars cost lesson with Tasco. And we're going to go to hook up with Edmonton Oilers assistant GM Keith Gretzky. He is our Oilers Now headliner today for Will Hawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Will Hawk W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. And we welcome back to the show Keith Gretzky and the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. Hello, Keith. How you doing? Good, Bob. How are you? Good. Friday, uh, you guys had a press conference to announce a five-year extension uh, with uh, Bakersfield as being the location of Edmonton's uh, American Hockey League affiliate. Why has this relationship worked for the Oilers organization in Bakersfield? I think, you know, uh, it's mainly worked because the city's been really good with us. And you look at the minor league arenas and, and things like that, they really bend over to accommodate us and anything we we need and what's best for the organization. And, and it's a two-way street. The city's been great, and, and uh, we've been successful because of that. All right. Um, some people would say, geez, guys, the other six Canadian teams – are all uh, have their AHL affiliates currently in Canada. In the case of the Winnipeg Jets and the Calgary Flames, they're literally playing in the same building. Um, you know, the players get to walk right across the hall back and forth. Let me ask you, uh, is that something that necessarily uh, is a benefit or is there something to be said for playing your way up to Edmonton and that being part of the experience for the players? No, you know what? Uh, two folds. One is, you know, some people might think it's a advantage have them in the, the same, uh, you know, city, same rink. And for me personally, I think, you know, you, you know, Ken's done a great job of of wanting the players to realize that once you get called up to Edmonton, you've you you have to earn it. And you know, when you when you're down in Bakersfield, you worry about the the Condors, and you're you're together as a group, and it's a smaller city, and and you know things like that that make you grow as a as a as a player together and i tend to lead that you know we've been successful with all those young kids because of you know being in bakersfield and they've really had to earn their way and and it's different you know like you you come to the rink and and you know we're the only you know, major sport in the city, and and it's a good thing because you know people are going to come out and watch it, and you know you have to play well, and and you know we've we've had a good thing going here for the last few years, and I personally think it's you know better for the kids to when you get called up to the NHL, you're you're you know you get on a plane and you go to that city, and if it's in Edmonton or or the teams on the road, I think it's really important to realize like you know I'm I'm going to Edmonton to play in the NHL, not, you know, both the American League and the NHL. That's just me personally. We're joined by Keith Kretzky, Assistant General Manager of the Evans Oilers. Now, Bakersfield, 
had a very successful ECHL operation when Daryl Cates purchased the team back in 2014 and eventually moved the AHL affiliate from uh, Oklahoma City to Bakersfield. That predated uh, you coming to the team in, uh, I think it was about August the 8th off the top of my head back in 2016, Keith. Um but they have the the organization itself, headed up by Matt Riley on the business side. They've 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 done a pretty good job selling and promoting uh, the Bakersfield program in terms of they, there's a good base of hockey fans there, aren't aren't there? Oh, it's phenomenal. That's the one thing I I like about it because it's you know they're they're about the Condors and they're they they're happy when you know. I know for a fact a few people I've, I've ran into lately, you know, when the Oilers played up in L.A., they they went up to watch the games. And, you know, they take pride in it because they they the fans kind of believe that they're, they're kids that played here and this is where they started, and, and rightly so, they have that right. And, you know, they they come out and we've had really good crowds lately, and and uh, it's great to see, and it's Matt and his team have done a phenomenal job of, of promoting the the team and and the game, and you know it showed in their attendance. All right, Keith. Now we're going to get hockey specific, and we'll get to your team in a second. Then the weekend that was, um, but I want to talk about Vincent Dehernay because mm-hmm. when we'd have Keith, Keith, when we'd have Jay Woodcroft on the show in the past, or when we had you on the show. The one guy you guys constantly circled back to, and I know we talked about Broberg being down there, and before that Bouchard being down there, but the one guy that I think the organization was really in, intrigued in watching his trajectory of a player was Vincent DeHernay, who led the American Hockey League in plus-minus last year. Keith, he's played 12 games in the NHL. He hasn't been a minus in a game so far. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't surprise me. Vinny. Vinny really worried about his defensive positioning and. You know, Mance and, and, you know, now with Keith down here, they've done a really good job of, of you know, making him realize what he is. And he, he realized what there he's going to be a shutdown guy. And, and once you realize what you're going to be, it's it's a major step in any player. And you look at Vinny, spent a lot of time down here. Um, he had some bad luck in, in in preseason and before camps and things like that. But when you put in the time and the hard work that he's he's put in, you knew that eventually he was going to get a chance. And 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 great for him. And you know that's the end of the day, Bob. It's that's what the American League is about. You want to win, of course, but it's our our major factor is developing these players. So whenever Edmonton calls, that they're ready and and. You know, it's not like a tryout to see how they're doing. And and Vinny's, you know, hats off to him because, you know, he's put a lot of time into it. Well, this organization hasn't hit on a lot of picks after round one. Like, there's an expectation. You know, Bouchard's down there, we're watching him. Broberg's down there, we're watching him. Holloway last year down there for part of the year. This year, it looks like Holloway and Broberg have made the jump. I'd argue maybe they need to play even a little bit more minutes as we continue to go to see what they can do. McLeod was a guy that you took a lot of personal interest in. And, you know, he's got double-digit goals now this year, Keith. He's playing about 14 and a half minutes a game. He did the organization a favor. There's a guy that a second-round pick wasn't a slam dunk for everybody. And so that shows you. So now I'm going to get to the here and now with your team. The top two even-strength goal scorers on your squad at forward are Raphael Lebois, a second-rounder, and Noah Philp, who just came off back-to-back, um, you know, goal and assist performances in each of the two games this weekend. Uh, uh, Eleven even-strength goals for Lebois, ten for Philp. That's amongst your forwards. Lebois six four, Philp six three. He's a center. 
What are you seeing with those two guys right now? Well, I'll start with Rafi. Rafi's really made a big step. Um, in the last couple of months, I think he's realized that he's got to work hard, number one. It's not a kind of come easy. Um, and for me, the biggest thing is, is is using his size. And, you know, the other night he took a penalty draw, you know, driving to the net and ran the goalie over. Um, but he wasn't doing that before, and he'd maybe do it every, you know, four or five games. And, you know, he's shooting the puck. He's, but it, the biggest thing is he's, he's playing with confidence and he's using his size and also doing the little little things around the board work and, and forechecking and using his size, taking the body on the forecheck. So I thought in Calgary, you know, he played really, really well, um, and it's continued uh, this weekend. Uh, Noah's been, you know, probably a big surprise in a sense because, you know, we moved him to center. Uh, it's hard to find a big right-handed shot centerman. Um, I thought at the beginning he struggled, um, with with uh, the breakouts at times where, you know, we like a quick up through the middle and the puck would go by him. But, you know, that's that's what learning in the American League. And, you know, even myself, I've, I've learned that you you, you got to bear, bear with the mistakes and, and they're going to eventually get it. And he got it real quick, and he's been a real surprise for me. And uh, he's playing with confidence. He's got a good shot. He's learning to get rid of it a little quicker and he's and he's got a great reach he he made you know and he's patient with the puck his his goal the other night on I Peterson was yeah. was was amazing and but that you can't teach somebody to do that type of play but he puts he's learned to put himself in better position um to get the puck in the offensive zone and and even in the de- defensive zone um I uh, like to see him maybe use his body a little bit more but you know what he's 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 been a real good surprise, and you know his face-offs. I, I think are are getting better, um, especially on the strong side. So, it's it's a learning process with with all the players, but with those two players, they've really taken a big step. Um, and the good thing is, they know we count on them. And when you're 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 being a guy that's counted on to score goals or take face-offs and and things like that, it, you know your your game does change because you're more confident as a player. So Lavoie's a six foot four right wing. He was a second round draft choice in 2019. Uh, I don't know if the pandemic helped him. And Noah Phelps is a six foot three right shot center. Uh, he missed a year and a half of hockey, uh, partially because of the pandemic. Um, you know, my hope, Keith, is that one of those you hit on at least one of those two guys by the middle of next year. You know what I mean? They continue to grow and develop. And I look at Phelps a bit. Maybe not, like, I wondered, like, if you just dedicated him to playing center because the organization does not have a right-shot center. I mean, Derek Ryan's playing on the wing. He's 36. Um, I wonder what would what, what would have happened there. But when I look at, you know, Phil, a little bit different demeanor, um, maybe not the same. I mean, Darren is a huge man. But an older, more of a longer shot prospect, you know what I mean? A bit of a diamond in the rough for the organization. That was kind of my hope with Noah Phillips. I'm glad to. So you think he's been a bit of a surprise then? Yeah, because, he, you know, he was. we played him mostly right wing at the beginning. We had a lot of centermen down here. And um, at the beginning when he was playing center, it, it, he, I thought he struggled. Yep. And then, you know, the light just slowly was going on and you know he's taken a huge step and and he's put a lot of time into it and when you you put a lot of time into it you're going to get better and and that shows it in both 
30. All right, Carter Savoy's been out, uh, so no update on him. I got to ask you about Xavier Borgo. Uh, I, I gave the numbers: eleven even strength goals for Lavoie, ten for Philp. Carter's got, f- or sorry, um, uh, Xavier's got two or four even strength goals this year. He's, he does have two shorties, but he's only got two goals in his last twenty-three games. So it's a jump, isn't it, from the Quebec League to the AHL? And he's younger than those other two guys. Uh, yeah, he's younger than both of them, and. I think the biggest thing is, and I've said it before when we've talked, is that you know we all expect these guys that have been stars and big goal scorers in the OHL, Quebec League, Western League, college. It takes a while to to figure it out, and I still think he's figuring it out. He's he shows glimpses of it. Um, you know, you, you brought up Carter Savoy there, and he even admitted it's a big jump. There's it's it's not easy. And and we all think it's easy and and want something yesterday and and it takes time and and Xavier's figuring it out slowly that that you got to compete and you got to drive to the net it's the little things that you got to do right to get those those quality scoring chances it's hard to score five on five um, and especially in the American Hockey League it's it's a little scattery and and guys are running all over and you know he's he's a young kid and and you know you just I, I always believe that your first year is a, a huge learning experience. And you mentioned the the, the time that Rafi missed and, and Noah missed because of the pandemic. And it shows that in both the players. And also, I think with Xavier, it takes a while to get going. Okay. Uh, Michael Kesselring, did you see 13 goals at this point this season? <laughs> no. No, good for him. He's... Uh, you know, it's funny we were talking about him uh, this morning. It's that, you know, his shot is, I think his shot is harder than what, you know, anybody thinks. Um, you know, he's he's making strides and, and uh, you know, big strides. He's a, a huge, huge surprise with the 13 goals and, and good on him. He he can fire the puck. His his thing is, is, is we've talked about it at training camp and, and when he came, got sent down is, you got to be strong defensively, and you know you you talked about uh, Deharney earlier in our conversation. That's that's what he's got to figure out defensively is you know what you can do and use your size. He's a big man, and you know he's still growing into his body. And and you know I always always say that you you crawl, walk, and then run. And and you know he he has he's had a really good year, and he's just got to continue to grow on it. Have a great uh, trip to Colorado. Thanks, Keith. Thanks, Bob. Have a good one. You bet. 150 in Edmonton. That's Keith Gretzky, the assistant general manager of the Edmonton Oilers. We'll wrap up Oilers now after this. Brendan, who is is that? I've never heard that song before. (laughs) Uh, This is a throwback, I suppose. Joy Division's transmission on World Radio Day. Wow, nicely done. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. February's Valentine's Month at Royal Pizza. Enjoy your dinner for two, which includes a choice of salad, one of their gourmet medium pizzas, and your choice of a delicious dessert, all for just $37.95. Royal Pizza, 15 Edmonton area locations. Edmonton owned and operated. Royal Pizza still making it great. To the Stan Oilers history for New West Travel, travel to California. In April, you'll see the Oilers play the Kings and the Ducks. You can reach out to New West Travel or newwesttravel.com. We are going back to the state uh, 43. 
33 years ago. Here's Brendan Escott. Yeah, 1980, Captain Ron Chipperfield and a young Marc Messier, each scoring twice as the Oilers beat the North Stars 5-3 at the Metropolitan Sports Centre. Wasn't called the Met Centre until a few years later. Jim Corsi and Don Cutts splitting the game in goal almost evenly for Edmonton. Not sure why, but I'm pretty sure that Don Cutts had two interference penalties, Bob, in the first five minutes of the game. Um, Jim Corsi, yes, that Corsi. That is what Corsi is named after. There you go. Uh, we will tell you that Reed Wilkins has inside sports night from 6 to 8 p.m. What's he got shaken? Yeah, you will hear from uh, former Edmonton Elks football team member Jed Roberts. And, uh, of course, CFL free agency is coming up tomorrow. And Super Bowl talk as well. Also from 630 Chad personality, big Boston Bruins fan, Shea Gannam. Tomorrow, Daily Face-Off's Frank Cervalli, one of the most plugged-in men in the business, courtesy of your friends at Horse Racing Alberta. Find event schedules at thehorses.com. We'll see you at the races. That's Frank Cervalli, great guest. Uh, we're working on uh, another fairly significant guest for tomorrow's show as well. We'll see uh, if we can... Uh have another great guest on. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson, followed by Angela Coquad from 2 to 3. Then the 6.30 chat afternoons with Jay Lynn Nye. A special thanks to all of you that participated in the interactive elements to our show. So long. Back at you tomorrow at noon.